Welcome to Down Under Motorsport, where we do in fact allow criticism about the race cars. Stick around as I preview the 2023 V8 Supercars Melbourne Grand Prix review. Second preview in the 2023 season, if you haven't checked the Newcastle rundown, I got a good amount of my predictions right, at least all the drivers on the podium throughout the weekend were the only ones in my prediction. As usual, we start out with the track preview, followed by my race predictions, as well as any motorsport news that have happened this week. Supercars have held non-championship events at the Australian Grand Prix dating back to its first appearance on the Formula One calendar in 1985. The support event, most recently known as the Supercars Challenge, was held in every year from 1985 to 2017, except 2007. After the demise of the event, the series finally attained championship status for the 2018 season. The event was held four times in the championship and point-paying rounds, unlike previous attendance, but only raced for three of those years, with 2020 being cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2018, the first year of the V8 Supercars attended a championship round. The weekend saw four different winners for the four races, first being Scotty, followed by Jamie, then Scott Pye, and then David Reynolds. The following year of 2019 saw more of a whitewash from Scotty Mack. The first race saw Scott lead from lights to flag, Mostert recovered from 22nd to 5th, and SVG retired with an engine failure. Second race saw another lights to flag win from Scotty. Third race saw a bizarre moment leave. Scotty dropped the perfect win record for the 2019 season when Cam collided with Scotty on the outlap as he went to overtake to Scotty's surprise. The race saw a few incidents, including SVG loser wheel, Slade and Perkat colliding, and Mostert took the win after a full lap dash to the flag. The last race of the weekend saw a limited 11 lap race with a crash between Gary Jacobson and Macaulay Jones with Simona being a lucky feature in the incident while Macaulay Jones attempted the overtake. Scotty grabbed the lead from P2 on the grid and finished the weekend with three out of four race wins under the belt. Last year for 2022, first race was won by Chaz, second featured the last corner collision where Chaz gave Courtney a serving after being escorted wide onto the grass the corner before, but Shane won ahead of the Penrite duo of Reynolds and Holdsworth, it was Holdsworth's benefit that the 25 and 500 vehicles collided. Race 3 saw Shane again win. However, the final race saw Shane have a tie blowout two laps to the end, cementing the win for Chaz. In preparation for the round, I will run through the schedule for the supercars. and um, Obviously, we'll run alongside the Formula 1 Grand Prix. Um, so, on Thursday, Practice 1 and Practice 2 will happen all before 2 o'clock. Uh, followed by the armor qualifying for the first race at 2.45, um, and then another qualifying session at 3.10 for race four. Now, race three, the very first race of the weekend, will happen on the Thursday. Race four will happen on Friday um, around 2.55 p.m. for race four, then qualifying sessions at 9 a.m. on Saturday, um, and then 9.30, which will include the race, one race on Saturday at 5:30 p.m. and then the final race on the Sunday morning at 10:25 a.m. Uh, obviously, all there will be one race per day for the supercars on the four-day weekend. Now, for the race predictions, although we went to Newcastle with a complete blank sheet and zero racing laps for the 25 supercars, we go to supercars with realistically one thing understood: SVG still looks dominant as ever. The weekend 
we should see a better understanding of the aero advantages between the two, and I suspect a bigger parity debate than we saw at Newcastle, with this track being very much aero dependent, a few shots will be thrown from both badges. Now, for the predictions, race one, we will see Shane win, um, followed by Cam and Chaz. Um, I see this one being pretty uh, neutral in terms of um, racing. You know, we won't see too much going on. The second race, Cam will outdo Shane. Now, um, Will Davidson, we will see Shell return back to their normal strength. Um, will will take a P3. Now, in race three, this one will be more interesting on the Saturday evening. Um, we've got Andre, who will win for the first time this year, uh, followed by Shane and then James Courtney. Race four. Now, Shane Van Gisbergen will win this one, um, followed by Chaz Mostert and then Anton Di Pasquale follow, um, finishing off the podium. As I said, I see Shell returning back to their normal form. Um, and yeah, Andre in race three will have a, a bit of a blitzer. Um, I will be looking out for him. I, I don't know why. I just have a good feeling about him this weekend. Now, for the winners and losers of the weekend, this one will be more... I feel like this is going to be more of a actual prediction. It's a bit hard to predict all four races, but here goes. So, for the team winner of the weekend, I've gone for Premier Racing. We saw how strong they were um, in Newcastle. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean they're going to win the round, but I see them performing best in terms of like relative performance. I see them challenging in the top 10, all four races. Um, loser, Tickford. Now, yes, I did mention Cam would be... Um, let's see, on the podium twice this weekend. I just see generally, you know, Newcastle, they had a few incidents. Again, they were crash-bound, the four of them. Um, and I just see, again, I just see a lot of errors from the team in terms of crashes, so it'll be another financial loss at Melbourne. Now, for the winner, I mean, you can't go past Shane. I've, you know, I tried to look into other drivers about giving them the the race win, um, the weekend win as a driver, but I just think Shane he's going to be the most consistent. It's just really hard to put it on anyone else. Now, loser, I've gone for Chaz Mostert. Now, yes, I have had him on the podium again twice, but I just think that as a championship round, you know, there's so much hype after him coming out like P1 after the Newcastle round, but I just see him... Um, you know, maybe not having the championship round that he's been after or needs to stick it with Shane. Um, you know, Shane will just finish off the weekend leading the championship. Um, and, you know, it, it's again going to be a battle for P2 in the championship this weekend. I want to mention as well, feel free to drop your predictions. Um, you know, either your race race winning predictions, all of the round for the four races of the weekend um but also particularly list your winner and losers for the weekend of the teams and drivers i'm really interested to see what you all have to say um you know whether you think as i said tickford are actually going to have a bit of a, a financial loss again or you know you see someone else other than premier really stepping it up this weekend you know could we see a mark winterbottom win could we say as i said andre who knows For the weekly motorsport news, this week was plagued with a Triple Eight appeal. While no one really assumed it was going to be reversed, they weren't going to go down without a fight. To lose a 1-2 over the Icebox location is a bit hit to the team. Yes, there is no grey area for technical regulations, but you have to question whether it is a flat-out DQ. Could there have been a stern smack across the face or a financial penalty? 
Um, that's a debate for another day. The verbal approval was denied by Burgess Motorsport Australia, also rejected Triple H's claim that Burgess has the power to give an informal waiver of the rules, stating that even if the head of motorsport had instructed Triple H boss Mark Dutton in the way in which he submits he was instructed, it could make no difference. Another issue over the weekend was Mark's gay stern words about Shane. Now, I don't understand how we're in a situation where drivers are censored for making any negative comments to the race cars. Yes, you can say, hey, we, we don't need any bad press about the cars, so we would appreciate it if you avoided any negative comments. But to slam drivers for saying anything bad is just insane. Now, Paul Glover from Mo- um, Supercars spoke out on the Parked Up podcast claiming that there is no censorship over drivers' opinions. And Adrian Burgess apparently sent out messages to the drivers saying that there is no issue about speaking out over the cars, which can be assumed to be in response to the bad press and backlash from SVG's no-comment rule at the press conference. And that concludes the Albert Park preview for the Supercars round. Be sure to check out my other content both around Newcastle and the 2023 season. Subscribe and comment. I will do my best to respond, particularly those supporting the Supercars. All right, see you next time.